first of all, thanks for being here. You know, you could choose this time to be in the pub. You know, it's been a long week. You know, I'm sure you guys are exhausted. And last thing you want to know about is patching and maintaining configuration and systems. So I really appreciate that you guys are here spending this time with me. Uh, so I'm Adnan Ijaz. I'm a product manager on EC2 team, Amazon EC2 team. Uh, today we're going to talk about Amazon EC2 Systems Manager, a new management service that simplifies uh, the management of cloud and hybrid workloads. Uh, we announced it this morning. Uh, so we're going to go into, uh, and, you know, we'll cover the overview uh, in this session. So what can you expect from this session? This is a high-level session. Uh, we'll go through all the capabilities, what are the capabilities. Hopefully along the way you would learn uh, how these capabilities can help you, uh, you know, manage your cloud and hybrid environments. Um, and then I'll do a walkthrough demo. Uh, we won't go very deep because, unfortunately, we don't have enough time. But I do have a pointer towards the end of my slide deck for two breakout sessions. That are One is happening now, but it, there is a repeat tomorrow. Um, so there are two sessions. Both scheduled for tomorrow. Uh, the boats at level 400, they would go into, uh, you know, uh, they would do a deep dive into what are the capabilities, how you uh, uh, really go into the detail. My goal for this session is to prepare you for those two sessions so that when you walk into the session, you know what it is and, you know, uh, what, what are we talking about. All right. Uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, you guys have heard it in one way or another. Cloud is the new normal. Uh, enterprises of all sizes, small, medium, big, uh, everyone is leveraging cloud to take advantage of the agility, you know, reduce cost, and uh, global reach. And we don't know any uh, industry segment, at least I haven't seen any, which is not leveraging cloud, you name it, uh, you know, financial segment, healthcare, government, everybody is using leveraging cloud, uh, you know, take advantage of the agility. As the enterprises start moving to the cloud, uh, we see two things. Uh, first of all, it's a journey for them. You know, some of the workloads are running on premises, some are in the cloud. Uh, you know, so you, they need to manage both. You know, they are in this hybrid setting. They might be just managing cloud workloads, but we have seen the tendency that many enterprises bring their traditional IT tool set uh, to manage these environments, uh, mostly hybrid environments. And as we talk to customers, we have learned that using the existing traditional tool set to manage these cloud and hybrid environments, it's complex and it's costly. It's just hard. And why is that so? You know, this tool set uh, that you guys have been using for years now, it's not built for the cloud. You know, it's, it was built for the on-premises world where, you know, you would have to go through a month's or weeks-long procurement cycle before you get new servers. So you know what you're doing. You know, can plan ahead. But with cloud, you know, that changes. You know, with a click of a button, you can get, you know, thousands of VMs or servers. So how do you manage that? So how do you handle that scale? You know, the existing tool set is not built and designed for that scale. So that's issue number one. Then, you know, if you are you're running workloads, there are some workloads are in on-premises, some are in the cloud. How do you make sure that you have visibility across your entire enterprise fleet? Uh, you know, you know which software is running. Uh, you can keep a tap on licensing agreements, things like those. So that's a challenge, too. Uh, and then for each management function, you need an application, right? Uh, you might be using one product for patching, another one for storing secrets, and then you are managing like half a dozen or a dozen different applications, deploying them, maintaining those, uh, patching those applications. So, you know, that, that's a challenge. And the last but not least is if you are able to figure out how the licensing works for these tools in the cloud, 
then you would find out it's very costly. So, you know, that's another thing that we heard from you. And I'm pretty sure, like, looking at you guys, it seems like everybody, you know, is in complete agreement that, you know, these are the challenges that you guys face today. So we took uh, this data and we sat down um, and we discussed how do we fix or address this problem in a way that that is built on the modern cloud principles, but yet, uh, you know, allows you to manage your existing workloads, traditional workloads equally effectively. And the result is uh, EC2 Systems Manager. What is Amazon's EC2 System Manager? It's a, it's a set of capabilities that simplifies and automates a number of uh, configuration and ongoing management tasks for you. Both, uh, you know, your, your uh, workloads could be running Windows or Linux, or it could be running in EC2 or on your premises, or as a matter of fact, anywhere. As long as we can reach the uh, server uh, or your system, we will manage it for you. EC2 Systems Manager joins the, you know, a growing set of AWS management tools uh, that, uh, that really help you simplify day-to-day -day management uh, of your workloads. Uh, and in complete life cycle, starting from the infrastructure provisioning all the way to configuration manage management, uh, monitoring and performance, governance, and resource optimization. And the, the way we build uh, EC2 Systems Manager is to make sure that uh, this tool or this service works with, rest, uh, with other AWS services so that you have end-to-end -end, uh, you know, lifecycle management capability so that you can audit it, who did what, uh, who did patching at what time, um, you know, you can create alerts, things like those. All right, so before we get into the specifics of uh, what the service is and the details, you know, you, you might be wondering, you know, why should I care? You know, why is, it, why, why is it any different from all other tools that are there? First of all, hybrid. Any, everything that I'm going to talk about today, it works, you know, equally well. On, on your premises. It, it's, you know, you can bring your EC2 instances or your on-prem instances, or like I said, you know, we don't care. Your instance could be running anywhere. As long as we can reach it, we'll, you know, there is no, the functionality is, is equally available. The second one is cross-platform. One tool to manage them all. Windows workload, Linux workload. Uh, we'll get into the detail how it, the constructs might be different, but you don't have to now manage two different sets of tooling for each environment. Uh, you know, everything that I talk about today is cross-platform with one exception on the patching. When we get there, we'll talk about it. But hybrid and cross-platform is true across the board, everything I'm going to talk about today. Scalable, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure you guys understand uh, by now from my introduction. Uh, you know, you could have 10 instances or you could have 10,000 instances. We don't care. You know, we, we're building it for a, for a scale, uh, for 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 as small as a scale that you have, or might be 10,000 uh, VMs, uh, the systems manager doesn't care. And it scales well with, with you know, as you bring up uh, new infrastructure. Secure, uh, security is, you know, the front and center of everything we do uh, in AWS, and systems manager is no exception. Uh, the idea is that to give you management tools and enable you to adopt best security practices so that to manage your infrastructure across boundaries, like, uh, you know, Cloud boundaries is, is doesn't uh, let you compromise uh, compromise on your security principles. Easy to write automation. Uh, another goal to make sure that you guys can write automation in a way that doesn't require specialized skill set. You don't have to learn a new programming language. You don't have to hire for new skill set. Uh, you can write automation in a simple you know way, and we'll get into that uh, as well. And last. Uh, 
reduced ECO. You're no longer, you don't have to manage six or ten different applications that you're managing today, and we'll get to the pricing part towards the end of this uh, uh, presentation. All right, so server manager capabilities. Really three set of buckets. Uh, configuration and administration. Uh, set of capabilities that allow you to configure your instances at a scale and allow you to do remote administration. You know, you want to run that shell script, you want to run that PowerShell script, how do you do that? Uh, second, how do you track and update your infrastructure? How do you make sure which software is running? Um, and then when the time is right, you want to patch them, how do you go about doing that? And then uh, automation service, there we'll talk about how, how do you uh, easily build and maintain Amazon machine images, as we call, uh, armies as we call them. And in the middle, uh, a shared set of features or capabilities that help uh, you perform these administrative tasks or management tasks in a way that minimizes downtime um, and enables you to do it in a more secure way. Maintenance window will get to that. How do you do these tasks in a way that, that you know, disruptive tasks in a defined window of time? And then parameter store is uh, how, how do you, you know, store your critical assets such as connection string, passwords that you're going to use in the scripts or, or in the, your applications. All right, so I'm going to go through uh, each of these uh, capabilities, features, uh, and hopefully not, but by the end of it, you might be confused because there's so much that I'm going to throw at you. Uh, hopefully, we'll switch over to the demo mode, and we'll, I'll walk you through the console, and it'll hopefully make some sense. Uh, so, uh, you know, if you get confused, it's okay, and we'll, we'll come back and we'll try to address that confusion. All right, let's start with run command. Uh, so how do you, you know, you want to run this PowerShell script or a shell script on your Linux computers. How do you do that? You want to do it on tens and thousands of different, uh, you know, servers that are, that are out there. Uh, and today you might have written your own scripts, your application, and how you do that. Or you RDP or SSH into each individual node if you have, you know, small number of nodes. And you, you go in and, you know, make those changes, run those scripts, install those applications. So run command, what it does, it's, you know, it enables you to perform common administrative tasks remotely at scale. And how do you do that? Uh, you define your task in a simple JSON document. Uh, you know, it's a simple JSON document. You don't have to write any uh, programming or, you know, write, don't have to write any code in a programming language. Uh, you can build the document yourself or you can leverage from uh, the existing documents that we provide or the community provides. Uh, and then in addition to just running the script or installing software, you are able to delegate access. You can control who runs uh, which task at what time. Uh, you can go back and audit that. When was this task run? Uh, who did that? And then, you know, receive notifications. Say if you start installing an application, you want to get a notification that, hey, when it completes, just, you know, send me a notification so that I know that, that this task has completed. And what it does, it helps you improve your security posture. You no longer have to give RDP access or SSH access to, uh, you know, if you have, you know, several members uh, of your team who are maintaining these systems, you can give them the documents or the task. They can run scripts. You can audit them, but they don't have to get on, uh, on the box to do these things. All right. Next up, uh, state manager. How do you define and maintain a consistent configuration on all the instances that you bring up? Um, say you want to block a firewall port, or you want to block the entire firewall except port 80. How do you do that? How do you do that in a way that if somebody changes that, 
you can go address that, and it, it maintains that configuration state that you have defined. State Manager enables you to do that. Uh, similar to run command, you define your policy in a simple JSON document. You, you know, it could be a script. It could be a script that man is managing your application. It could be from the existing plugins that we provide. And what you do, you uh, create that document, and State Manager takes care of applying uh, that policy and then maintaining that policy. And if it drips, it'll go back and readdress that. You know, if somebody opens a firewall port, based on the schedule that you control and define, it will go back and update that, um, and so that you remain compliant. And what it does, it helps you, uh, you know, retain then, you know, compliance across your entire uh, enterprise. All right, moving on to our mission service. What what is our mission service? It enables you to write uh, automate common uh, tasks using, you know, simplified workflow-driven approach. And what we do. You know, those tasks could be, you know, building and maintaining armies. And, in fact, that's really the, the task that we are optimizing this. Uh, in this current release, we're optimizing optim automation service for building and maintaining Amazon machine images. Uh, you can start, you know, you can define, easily define your workflow, again, in a JSON document. And I'm bringing up document uh, over and over again. The next slide will talk about, you know, what is document. And... Uh, so you can define your workflow in a document which has, you know, here are the steps in my workflow. First step is bring up an, uh, a new instance based on Nami. Run all these tasks. Install my application and, you know, patch it. Uh, here are the things that I want to do before I produce this golden or blessed image for my enterprise. And then, you know, the workflow finishes. You have a new Nami available in the portal. You go and then that's where everybody, uh, you know, that's the Nami that everybody uses to spin up the new resources. It supports run command and lambda function. Run command, we just talked about it. And lambda function is you can also invoke lambda functions in, uh, in your uh, workflows. And what it does, it, you know, like I said, it eliminates the overhead of maintaining, you know, as several of you call it, golden images, blessed images, whatever the terminology your organization uses. Uh, it simplifies the process of doing that. All right, so I have brought up document at least three times now, so we'll get into the demo and we'll talk about it, uh, but I just wanted to give you a quick feel of what we're talking about. Uh, at the end of the day, it's just simple JSON document. For run command, you have a document type. Uh, this, uh, this thing works. Command. For, policy, for state manager, you define your policy in the policy-based uh, document, and automation is really your workflow. Uh, and this is all in the browser. Uh, you can use your own, you know, JSON editor of your choice, and then bring it here, or just just use it in the console. And document is really the fundamental building block, uh, you know, of what we do in Systems Manager, or what it does. Everything that you want to express, it's expressed through this uh, simple format. All right, moving on. Uh, so we talked about run command, we talked about state manager, we talked about mission service. Let's talk about now parameter store and then maintenance window. Uh, just to see how you can run these automation tasks in a way that is secure and reduces the, uh, the downtime. So first up, parameter store. Um, how many times uh, you, you, you have had trouble you know, passing in domain admin uh, credentials, connection strings in your config files, in your applications, in your scripts? Uh, because A, it's not secure. Even if you have figured out a mechanism to do it, uh, how do you make sure that you can rotate the secrets in a way that that doesn't bring down the application? Uh, you you know you can if there is a breach you can easily uh, uh, 
roll back and put new credentials and let, let the application work the way it worked before. Uh, Parameter Store addresses that. Um, it provides you centralized management of IT assets, such as passwords, connection strings, which you can reference from the run command, state manager, or automation service. Um, in fact, everything that we're talking about is available through APIs, console, um, and PowerShell. So, so you can really build uh, on top of it. So if you, if you want to just call the API, you, know, you can call the API to get the parameters for your applications. Uh, through IAM integration, you have granular access control on who access uh, which parameters so that you, know, you just take away unwanted access. Uh, it's built on top of KMS. So you can build your own, you can bring your own keys if you if you don't want to you know don't want to use the keys that 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 are you know AWS provided for your account. So you can bring your own keys and encrypt using your own keys. Uh, and like I said, it eliminates the ongoing maintenance challenge of uh, for your critical enterprise assets, configuration assets. All right, uh, let's talk about maintenance windows now. Really, at the end of the day. Whenever you're doing a disruptive task, you want to do it in a way that doesn't break down the entire workload. Uh, some of these tasks are repetitive, uh, just like patching. You know, you do it at a certain time. Um, so, how do you do that in a way that uh, that, that reduces that you know uh, the time or reduces the chance of disrupting your entire workflow, uh, entire workload by by the task that you're performing? Maintenance maintenance window solves that for you. You can define one or more, uh, you know, recurring windows of time in which it's okay to take, you know, perform a particular action. So you you control that action. So you define uh, which instances or targets uh, can this maintenance window target, literally, and what are the tasks that can run. So you have all the control. You can say, here are the ten servers that I want to patch in this maintenance window with this task. So you can define all that using maintenance window. Uh, it provides built-in integration with run commands, so the task that you define uh, in, in the current release, you can define run command-based tasks in your maintenance window, and that could be running PowerShell script, shell script, or anything that, that you want to do with your instances. Uh, like I said, it helps improve availability and reliability of your workloads uh, by automatically performing these tasks. Uh, so just remember, this is a recurring window of time, so you don't have to sit there. Uh, you know, you, it's just like you know, if you have an Outlook calendar, it's you know, recurring invite. You get the invite, and then you know, just ready to go. All right. So moving on to software inventory service. Uh, it's a scalable way of collecting, curing, and auditing detailed software inventory information. Uh, you, you might have SQL Server installed, uh, Java installed. Any other type of software you you have OS settings, you have network settings. How do you how do you uh, you know across your enterprise build that visibility uh, that if you have to go back and check what's running on your fleet, you can easily do that. An example, like I said, instance and OS details, network configuration, list of files, install software and patches, and those are some of the things that we provide out of the box. You can always write your own custom inventory type and collect whatever you want. Uh, this is just something to get started, and some of the most common things that you look at, uh, you know, patches is generally a very common one that you want to look at, okay, which patch is missing or which patch is installed across my entire fleet. And when I say entire fleet, just to reinforce that, it's not just EC2 or uh, it's, it's just your entire fleet, wherever it, it is. Uh, and then with AWS integration, it you know, you have... 
inventory provides you a point in time snapshot of what's running in your enterprise, but you can do AWS config recording to get a historical data. You know, what was the license usage? Um, the, those type of scenarios are really simplified. Now you can go back and, and if you get audited and somebody asks you uh, how many copies of this particular software you were running, you can pull that information up and you know, easily do that audit. Uh, other, other, uh, another common scenario is zero-day vulnerabilities. Uh, say you have a zero-day vulnerability, and say it's in Java, and you want to see, uh, you want to quickly filter what's your uh, exposure to this vulnerability. Um, you can come in and write, type those queries and see the results. Okay, these are the instances that I need to go patch, things like that. Uh, and this is, will we'll again, you know, JSON document came up again. I, I, I told you that I was going to uh, come up again and again as it's one of the fundamental building blocks. Uh, so the way you express your policy is uh, inventory collection uh, policy through, it is expressed through state manager, just like any other policy. You know, just like you would configure your firewall settings, we build on, we also layer on top of state manager so you can also express your collection as a policy and control that uh, just like you would do any other, uh, with any other policy. All right, last, patch, man, patch manager. And remember I told you at the beginning, everything that we're talking about is hybrid and cross-platform with one exception, and patch manager is, one ex is that exception. Uh, in this current release, uh, it, all, it helps you patch your Windows machines, the operating system patching. Um, and the way you go about doing it, you, it lets you create patch baseline rules. Um, you can say, any critical patch that is there, I have to install it on the day it is released. You know, I don't want to wait. But everything that's not critical, you know, I want to wait, I want to let those patches bake for seven days. Maybe I want to deploy it on my test environment. Or I, I just want to see if there's any issue with the patch before I roll it out. Uh, I might have to, roll, uh, uh, you know, uh, pull it back if there, if there are any issues. So you want to wait for seven days or five days, whatever, you're, you know, that, that wait time is for you. So you can do that. You can define those policies, express those policies in form of patch baseline. And... And then you can schedule your instances or your servers in maintenance windows. So you could say uh, that particular department, their servers get patched Tuesday night. You know, uh, HR servers get patched you know, Wednesday night. So you can define, classify your uh, servers into different uh, groups and then schedule them in different maintenance windows and let patching take care of it. And the good thing here is that you have control. Um, say you start rolling out the, the, you know, since we're doing the automated patching, say there is some issue and patching started failing. So you can define how many instances you want to target at one given time and when to stop. So you could say, hey, here's my fleet of 100 instances. Go start patching it five at a time. Stop if two of them fail. So that if there are any issues and you are sleeping, when you wake up, you, you, you know, it's not like your entire fleet is down. So you can go back, take a look, and see what caused those failures, resume the preparation from there. Uh, Built-in compliance reporting uh, allows you to look at the individual uh, instance level or in, in individual system level patching state, how many are installed, how many are missing, or you can go all the way up to the fleet, you know, how many instances in your fleet need uh, attention. You know, benefit, I've already spoken to that, eliminates manual intervention and reduces time to deploy for critical updates, especially for zero-day vulnerabilities, which, is, which are the most important ones. Okay. So all of that we talked about, no, no charge, everything's free, except for the resources that you manage. Uh, 
and if you know if you leverage integrating with other services, CloudTrail, CloudWatch, uh, that you know their pricing applies. But Systems Manager itself is free, and it's available uh, starting today. In fact, we as we you know rolling it out. I think in some of the regions it's already live as I speak, and patch, everything is available except for patch, which is coming very soon. Uh, I will just leave it at that. Uh, it's, it, it, you know, you get started. Uh, you know, start playing with the product. You know, by that time, I think you're ready. Uh, just you know, doing something serious with it, patch manager, you would have it, and you can go from there. Okay. All right. So I think we're doing good on time. I will now switch to my demo. It's it's less about. We won't go very deep. We'll cover the breadth of the of the uh, service. And then uh, hopefully we'll have uh, enough time at the end uh, for Q and A. And I think I'm sure you guys would have questions there. Okay. Let's see if I can make it work. My computer decided to take a nap, so waking it up. All right, good. Can you guys see it? Cool. All right, so Systems Manager is available from the EC2 console. Everybody has seen the EC2 console. Good, or do we need to start from the beginning? So hopefully everybody's familiar with the EC2 console. Uh, we are here. Uh, down in the left navigation bar. So if you had the bottom, you would see a set of services, system manager services, run command is there, state manager automation, and then a set of shared resources. So let's start with the manage instances. Uh, manage instances view is anything that is under management through systems manager would show up as manage instance. Uh, whether it's your on-premises instance or you know an EC2 instance, I really wanted to have my on-premises instance show up, but that guy decided you know decided to you know fail on me before the demo uh, you know some and nobody's there to fix it. So really, it's gonna be you have to trust me when I say it works with on-prem, uh, but the demo it's all, it's gonna be on EC2 uh, on EC2 instances. Uh, but the the everything is same. For EC2 versus your on-premises instances, except for one additional step that you have to perform, and you, that is the activation step. So the way you go about it, uh, you create a new activation. I have created a couple of activations. Uh, you provide the description, choose IAM role, set the expiry date, provide the name, and when when you do that, you get a uh, activation ID and activation key. So when you are installing, by the way, everything that's for this thing, for system manager to manage your uh, services, it needs a lightweight agent to be installed on your instances. And that in, same agent, which is, by the way, open source, uh, you can install uh, on your on-premises instance. And as you're installing it, it'll ask you for the ID and key, and you specify that, and it'll start showing up in the manage instances. Uh, and the tagging and everything is you know, similar to EC2 instances. You would be able to tag it and manage that. So, okay, so once you know, we talked about managed instances, we talked about the, the how do you activate them. Let's, let's play uh, with some inventory data. So I have already, some of the instances that are provisioned, I've already configured the inventory. They're collecting the inventory data. Let's just say I want to 
get a list of instances uh, that have this one particular ID. Uh, let me just say that KB, I have the ID. Oops. Did I? Oh. Let's start all over. I typed it incorrectly. Uh, we'll talk about armies just in a bit. Uh, armies, if you are bringing up an instance using a custom army, it has an agent install. It's no different than than any other thing we're talking about. Okay. All right. Let's let me make sure I type it correctly this time. KB three one. All right. There you go. Uh, so, and it filtered down the entire universe of my instances to uh, the KB that, you know, to the instances that have this KB. Let's just say I, I wanted to get to, you know, my, you know, this, my search criteria is that I want to find all SQL servers that have this particular KB because I have learned that uh, once, if you have this KB installed, uh, there is some funkiness with SQL server. So maybe that's something that you're finding. So what you do, okay, so you filter it down even further. Say, I'm just going to, uh, pick everything that starts with SQL, right? So now your universe is now filtered to just the SQL instances that have this KB installed. Um, so think of this, you know, this is really a small demo, but you can have all sorts of different, uh, software installed. You might have Java installed all these instances, and then there's a vulnerability in, uh, JDK that you want to filter out. Okay, which one of these guys that you want to go patch or take further action? So you come in, you type the, you can filter it and get the data that you want. But how do you set it up the inventory? Let's just talk about that. As I mentioned in my presentation, inventory is also layered on state manager that we talked about. Um, you know, lets you express policies, your configuration policies. Uh, you come in like, on the manage instances, set up inventory. Uh, We'll talk about the documents just in a bit. There's a pre-defined uh, document that we have created that collects inventory from the uh, managed instances. You can define your instances by IDs or by tags. So if you decide to pick a tag, then you no longer have to worry about uh, adding a new instance ID every time you change something. Uh, you know, as long as your instance is tagged properly, it comes online and inventory picks it up and it starts collecting the data. Uh, you know, if you want to pick. Uh, Instances, uh, there you go. You can pick and choose. I have set up inventory for data collection for all of them. Um, and by the way, so you can define schedule. Uh, it could be every 30 minutes. It could be every hour or, you know, once in a week, whatever the right frequencies. You don't want to do it. You want to do it at the time when the, the workload, uh, there's no peak load. You can schedule that. And you can pick and choose which type of inventory data that you want to collect, applications, AWS components, stuff like that. And custom inventory, uh, if you go to the demo tomorrow, uh, I'll, I'll have a pointer uh, to the session. This, uh, that session would go into detail of what the inventory service is, how can, go, how, how can you go about writing your, uh, or recording your own inventory data and just dump it in the same store that where every information is available. All right, so once you do that, uh, let me take out the filters. Let me get back to my universe. So I have I had already done that. I had already configured uh, the collection of inventory uh, uh, data from these instances. 
um, it shows up here. You can you can filter the data based on per instance, or you can go all the way up here and do it across your fleet. Uh, here you can this would be really filtered to your uh, uh, instance, and you know, might have scenarios like you want to see a particular version of Py you know if a particular version of Python is installed or Java, and you can do it on a particular instance. You know the instance, but just uh, you want to take a look. Uh, so let's talk about associations. Uh, this is association is a, is a concept in the state manager service. And what it does, uh, in state manager, what you do, you write a policy uh, in a document, and you associate with a set of instances. And just like anything else, just like you would configure your firewall, inventory is also a policy. So what, what, when I said, when I went through this setup inventory uh, step, I created the, I selected the instances, I selected which one to enable. When I finished it, what it did, it created a state manager association for me. If you have, you know, if you, there's a session tomorrow, again, I'll give you a pointer, you'll go there, you'll learn how to go deep into this stuff, but that policy could be your uh, blocking the firewall or configuring the anti-malware definitions in a certain way. All that stuff, as you express that, would show up here, just like the inventory policy does. I will give you the status of that association, whether it succeeded, maybe you set it, run it after every four hours, you come back, it tells you, hey, you know, the last run was successful, or it was a failure, and then you go deep into that, okay, what was the failure, and you can investigate from there on. So that's the quick inventory and state manager uh, intro. Let's, uh, let's talk about the maintenance window run command. Uh, maintenance window, as I mentioned, is it's one of the things where you can come in and define that window of time where, you, where a disruptive operation can take place. Uh, simple, you start with creating a maintenance window. You can name it. Let's call it demo. You can, you can go about uh, using maintenance window two ways. Either you make sure that everything that's targeted in a maintenance window requires a registration because you want to you want it to be a very uh, you know controlled process people come in maybe you're using it across multiple departments uh, you know maintenance window so you might create a maintenance window give each department uh, permissions to access that maintenance window and send them an email that hey i've created these five maintenance windows bring your instances register them in the maintenance window and I'll schedule patching on them, or I'll schedule whatever the, your administrative operation is. So that's one way of going about it. Or you can say, it's fine, it's just a window of time, it's like a recurring window of time, you can schedule whatever instance, or I can schedule whatever instance I want to run, and you can, you can have unregistered target. Uh, you can specify schedule builder, it's similar to inventory and some of the other service you would see, you have a schedule, you express your schedule, you can express your schedule, in simple terms, or you can write advanced cron expressions if you, and if you really want to have a more control over when the maintenance window occurs, and you define, you know, it's gonna duration is four hours. And by the way, before the end of the window, one hour before, stop scheduling tasks because you want everything to finish up in that maintenance window uh, in that duration of time. Uh, and it, that those numbers might vary depending on the, your use cases. If you're doing patching. Uh, you might need more time, but if you're just doing some simple collecting information, that, that doesn't have to be that uh, longer, uh, you know, cut of time. So you create maintenance window. Uh, share, it's created. Uh, the next step is you go in and create, register your targets. And the targets, you could register your targets based on tags. It could be based on IDs. Uh, 
let me do it, uh, you know, I'm the owner of these uh, instances that I'm registering, registering, and let me call it my environment as demo. It could be dev test. It could be any tag that you have. So what it does, now all my servers that are, which is essentially all the services you saw in manage instance, they all have this tag uh, environment as demo. So all of them are now registered in the maintenance window. So now I'm going to go schedule a task. And that's where you can pick from any existing run command, any document that we have provided, or you can go author your own document to call, you know, do whatever. And what I'm going to do, I'm just going to pick, uh, let me do shell script. I'm going to execute a shell script, define the priority of these tasks, uh, pick the, all right, so... Let's see if this thing goes off. It's, I could test. All right. So define the role that I want to use. I have created already created a role uh, that that this task would uh, use to to run what whatever task we are putting in the document. Uh, execute on. So that's where the control that we were talking about. You define how many instances, we call it velocity control, you say, go run it on one server at a time, or you can run it all of, on all of them, one at a time, and stop if there are, say, three. I'm going to put in a high number because I selected all my servers, which has the Windows servers as well, so I'm not sure what the behavior uh, is going to be, so I'm going to put a high number so that if it fails, at least we can see the output, right? So there you go. Uh, you registered the task. You have registered the targets. Uh, task is now registered. When the time is right, when the maintenance window uh, the, comes due, it will wake up, it will pick up the task, it will run the task for you, and it will produce the output in the history tab. I, have, I already have a maintenance window that I created just before the demo. Uh, and it's, what it's doing, it's just collecting... Uh, some data from the event logs from some of the Windows machines and just showing me top 10 entries. Um, so I go to history, and I go all the way down. Uh, just let me do this. All right. So I pick the last run, which was at 4.30, and I say, okay, it, the, the, all the tasks passed. Let me go drill, go deep into whatever the tasks um, you know, the task one passed. What were the things that were done in that task? So what I were essentially doing, I was running a run command task in the maintenance window. So let me take a look at that output of that run command. Uh, it ran on two, for this particular task, I was running on two servers. So I pick one and look at the output. There you go. So this is the output from a PowerShell script that was collecting some event log information. And this is really, you know, this is a toy problem that I'm showing you guys. Uh, you can build, uh, you can leverage that through CLI, API, or you can go build advanced solutions on top of this platform, uh, which are specific to your needs. You want to do very, uh, you know, specific things. The good thing is now you no longer have to worry about the scale. You no longer have to worry about all those things that we have already solved here. Or if your needs are relatively simple, you can even just keep using the browser console and, you know, Run your task, take a look at the output. If it's a failure, you'll get the failure information. You go about troubleshooting that. So really, it's, it, you get all the options 
you know, depending on your scenario, how advanced or basic your usage is, uh, you can pick uh, from the selection. All right, so I'm going to go back. So that's really uh, maintenance window or run command. In, in this particular demo, I covered both. Uh, there's one thing that I wanted to cover, uh, or I, I think I would still talk about it, but we're still enrolling out the SDK. Uh, but, so I won't be able to show you the end-to-end -end of that demo, which is the parameter store integration. Uh, because that's, you know, we have heard from you that that's one of the, uh, you know, most painful point. How do you manage those connection strings or secrets? Uh, so I won't be able to show you the secured string part because as the new SDK is rolled out, it will be available hopefully tonight or anytime soon or maybe already done by now. What I'm just going to show you is a simple parameter that I created. Uh, it's so let, before I talk about it, let's just step back. Let's, let's see, if you wanted to create parameters, secure parameter, you have three options. It could be a string, just like you know, a dictionary, a key value pair, uh, you know, a string list, or you could pick secure string. And that's where, the, remember we talked about encryption, KMS, and bringing your own key. If you have a secure string, you can create it here. Uh, and you can, whatever your secret is, you could say super secret stuff. And that's, that's your parameter. And you can refer that into application. I'll, while I won't be able to show you this in action, I'll show you the script that does exactly what I was going to do once the deployment rollout is complete. Uh, so secure string. This is another parameter that I created, uh, the product name, sorry. It's a simple string. It just shows you uh, the name of the product, Amazon EC2 Systems Manager. So what are we going to do? We're going to just obtain. I'm just going to show you how to get that information either through run command, and I'll, once I show you through run command, I'll show you through how, how you can obtain it through a PowerShell script. So maybe your need is advanced, you're doing something else. All you want is just a parameter from the parameter store. So let's start with a simple case. By the way, I think we have time. We're doing fine. So uh, you know, I know it's not a typical format. Uh, let's try to, if this stuff is confusing, because I know I'm throwing at seven services at you, and this can be confusing. And hopefully, you know, I'm taking the hit for my fellow presenters who are going to go deep tomorrow, and they will have, uh, hopefully have the intro, you know, the basis set already. But you can, if it's a simple question, you can ask, and I'll answer, and we'll move on. But if it's more involved, then I'll have to ask you to stop, and then we'll do it afterwards. Okay? Um, does it support cross-account registration? We'll get to that. Good question. So uh, in, in the current release, yes, you can do it. Uh, through uh, the activation process that I mentioned, but it's not, uh, in, in the first release, it's per account base, per account per region, but that's something that we are, you know, from my answer, you know, if we are aware of this limitation, we know that this is something that has to be addressed going forward. Is it related to parameter store? Because I, my, my question, my ask was if it's related to the thing that I was doing. For the general questions, we'll come back. All right, so PowerShell script. Uh, Let's pick a Windows instance. Let's pick this guy. All I really want to run, I just want to show you how you can obtain the parameters. So I'm going to say SSM product name. So that's really the name of the parameters. You see, I'm not typing in the name of the product, nothing. I just put in my parameter store. I'm referring it in, in, the, in, in my PowerShell script. Uh, and that's it. I, and this time I'm running a run command 
outside maintenance window. So last time I was, I showed you how you can schedule a run command within a maintenance window and on a recurring schedule. This was one of more ad hoc thing just to show you. And that's really, you know, that aligns, hopefully aligns how you do some of the things. There are things that you do every week, every day, and those are the things that you can schedule in a maintenance window. But there are things that, that came up just one off. You wanted to just install this new software uh, that you don't do it once. You go to run command, put in that, uh, you know, the, the, your task, and it'll just go run in all the instances. So this one, uh, let's take a look at the output. So Amazon EC2 Systems Manager. So that, that was the name that I had put in. Um, and uh, there you go. So you, all you did in your script, instead of saying, this is the, my string, uh, you said Amazon EC2 Systems Manager. And now I talked about the secure string. Uh, I just wanted to you, uh, show you how it would work uh, if you were using it in your application. Maybe it's a PowerShell script. So what you're essentially doing, you're calling this parameter, get you know, SSM parameters, uh, name secure param, and you know, this is really the name of your parameter. It will give you the value. And there you go. You can take that value and use it for whatever purposes you wanted to use. So you no longer have to put it in config files, no longer have to put it in uh, anywhere. It's just one place. Tomorrow you want to delete it, just delete it, create a new one, update it, uh, all those things. All right, so that's that. And let's do a quick demo of uh, building and maintaining armies through automation service. Shall we? All right, let's do that. Uh, So far, let's, let's talk about documents. I think it's a good time to talk about documents uh, because they have come up so many times. Everything that we have done so far, just to repeat myself, it's all based on these simple JSON documents that either you leverage uh, the ones that we have provided or you have built your own. Uh, for automation service, it's no exception. Of it's a JSON document at the end of the day. There are three types of document. Command is for run command. You know, policies for your state manager policies. You know, state uh, firewall, inventory collection, all that information that defines your the policies that you want to enforce. And the automation is really the workflow, uh, which is leveraged by automation service. And let's take a look at one of the documents that I have created just for the automation service. And remember, just to refresh your memory. Automation service really simplifies building and maintaining Ami, uh, Amazon machine images for you. And what I'm going to show you, it's a document. Uh, let's just pick it that. Uh, let me increase that. All right. Can you guys see it? Okay. All right. So simple JSON document. I'll walk you through it quickly. Description, you know, the role that you need to have to get started. What are the parameters for this talk? You know, source Ami. Uh, you know, you could pick uh, any source, uh, any army from uh, the one that we produce. What's the name of the target army? What are the steps? Here are the main steps of your workflow. Name, start instance. I'm going to start an instance with this source army. What I'm going to do, I'm going to install missing windows update. This is a task. Uh, There's a document. Again, another document that I'm calling uh, in the workflow. It, you can invoke lambda, lambda function if you, uh, if, uh, you know, that's, you know, that's, a, that's your scenario. I'm going to update my instances. I'm going to stop it. I'm going to create an image uh, from that, uh, you know, uh, from the run that I had. And really, I'm going to terminate the instance. And that's about it. So 
starting with a raw ami or the ami that we produce you take it in this particular example i just installing the missing updates but you can imagine you can install all sorts of different things you can use the documents to define your own software your own agents configure stuff and produce the output so i'm not going to update it and let's just quickly run through it it's going to take a while so i'll i'll kick off the automation workflow then we'll look at the one that i did before coming to this session this is the document this is the document of exec uh, execution automation type i picked the version that i want to run and you can have multiple versions here's a source army here's the name of my patched army and i'm putting it's the date time right there you go all right so in progress so now i can uh, sit back and watch as systems manager go through my automation steps here are all the steps that i had defined in my uh, you know workflow it's in progress the first step is it's creating an uh, ec2 instance then it's going to install all missing patches it's going to stop the instance create the image <clears throat> and all that fun stuff we can take a look at the last run that i did all the su steps succeeded you can take a look at the output of each step instance terminated let's take a look at what happened to the run command here are all the patches that were installed you know important updates to critical one all the summary right from one one console one experience and then once everything is done your army is going to show up here so the ones that i ran before just coming to this session and the one that we triggered it should be ready since windows updates generally take longer uh, otherwise we could have you know finished by now so so that's really it that's why i wanted to cover uh, leaves us a good 10 minutes to go through q and a uh, so I'll, i'll switch actually before we get to q and a just wanted to give you a pointer to the next sessions that you should be going to in summary I'm, i think i've repeated them you know enough many times i have don't have to go through this slide hybrid cross platform scalable doesn't matter if you're managing 10 instances 10000 100000 uh no it just scales secure uh, talked about how it helps you uh, adopt best security practices easy to write automation no python rubies uh, uh, programming knowledge required express your task in in a, if you have scripts you can bring it just express it uh, in json and you're ready to go and reduce tco no longer have to manage the stuff deploy it multiple of these no longer have to pay for some of the things that you should just that's a basic systems management uh, and next steps you can go search for ec amazon cc2 systems manager learn more about it would love to hear your feedback important stuff uh there are two sessions tomorrow first one is okay i can take a look here uh inventory patching and system images for your hybrid cloud you know that will go through some of the things that i talked about you know filtering uh patching uh there's going to be a in this particular presentation i didn't go through patching because this is stuff that's still uh, you know in works it's coming soon but in that particular session we're going to talk about it we're going to show you uh, some of the early stuff so that you have a good sense of what are the patch baselines are the this compliance stuff works so it will be good one to go and the second one is it'll go into the detail of state manager run command uh, you'll hear some of the things that are talked about again but it it'll be in much more detail 
Complete evaluations. All right, now we now we 